This episode is brought to you by The One Summit, two days that would change your life forever. For tickets, go to theonesummit.com. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Pull up a rock by the campfire. It's time for that paleo show with your hosts, Sarah Stewart, Steve Hayter, and the man with no shoes, Brett Hill. Paleo Show, making the paleo lifestyle easy and accessible for everyone. I'm Sarah Stewart. I'm Steve Hayter. And I'm Brett Hill. Well, today is a bit of a paleo, that paleo show first. We are recording live from Cave Camp. So we are very excited to be able to mix things up uh, tonight and share the experience with our beautiful listeners at home. We are going to turn things around and we're actually going to do a bit of a live Q&A. Another special announcement. We have two very, very special former guest hosts, Dr. Yana and Stephanie Back. So welcome. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to roll into some Q&A, answering all your nitty gritty questions about paleo and who knows what else because we don't. So, <laughs> so first up, I reckon we might hear from Mark. Um, but just before we do, while you're uh, listening to the show, don't forget to check out the hashtag CaveCamp14 so you can keep up to speed and, and check out everything we did at Cave Camp. And let me tell you, it's been pretty bloody good. Yeah, awesome, <laughs> awesome. All right, Mark, batter up. All right, so um, we've been experimenting with paleo quite a lot, my, my wife and I, but uh, we wanted to hear what your biggest paleo sort of failure is, something that you've done trial and error on and it just hasn't worked out. Failure? It could be, it could be a, a recipe well, or an activity or something like I think for me it was probably going uh, like into like a real more low-carb paleo. Um, and I found for me, and I know for, for Yana and for others, that's worked really well. And for me, that just didn't work that well. I, I found with my activity levels that I just wasn't going as well doing the low-carb paleo as when I just reintroduced a bit more of the paleo carbs back into it. I found that that made a big difference and I felt and functioned heaps better doing it that way. So that was probably mine, I reckon. Yeah, I reckon I did the opposite. I got really, <laughs> really excited about sweet potato, um, thinking I was doing the right thing, recovering from my um, heavy lifting workouts and smashing the sweet potato, uh, along with probably a lot of coconut cream, which just didn't agree with my body. I felt quite sluggy and um, inefficient. So cutting that back, I still certainly enjoy it, but in moderation with a lot more veg to beef things up all around. I think for me, I just got really scared about salt and I just didn't eat salt <laughs> at all. And so, um, yeah, I was cramping up and, and just pushing through it, not knowing what the go was and um, just had a real fear around it. But yeah, got over it, had a little bit, sea salt, uh, rock, um, Himalayan rock salt and yeah, I'm cool with it now, I've sort of regulated again. Mm. Awesome. Well, perhaps if we uh, hear from Dr. Yana... Yeah. So I back, have a Dr. question. Yana. Thank you. It's good to be back, everyone. Hi. Um, I have a question from Kristen who wants to know what strategies do you use to stay paleo when traveling or what are your backup foods? Ooh. Mm, good one, huh? That is nice. a good one. I think definitely one of the keys, I think, when you're traveling is um, using the supermarket. 
Like, mm. like, don't think that you have to just be eating out because you're traveling. Like, I think that's a really easy thing to do. Whereas nowadays, we sort of more tend to plan for, you know, an apartment rather than a hotel room. So, you've got a little bit of a kitchen. So, you can just go and buy some stuff and keep it in the fridge and, and still be eating a lot more whole food. Um, and I think that works really well while you're traveling. The other thing I've found that works pretty well for, while traveling for me is the fact that since I've gone paleo, I don't, I'm not so desperate to eat all the time. Yeah. And so if I'm just stuck or I'm on a plane or I'm traveling or whatever, it's like, it's not going to kill me just to skip a meal. In fact, I don't really even notice at all. Like, I'm like, not that hungry, doesn't bother me that much. And so I'll just be like, well, I'll just eat more later. And, you know, and that's fine. And so just, just skipping out and going, well, I'm just going to have a little bit of a fast because this plain food's not doing it for me. And then, uh, you know, eating some really good stuff later on seems to work well for me as well. Yeah. I think, um, well, anyone that knows me knows that I'm obsessed with food. We'll talk about it 24-7. Absolutely love it. So um, we treat our travel a little bit like a novelty and we'll find out what's seasonal to the area. So we'll try and hunt down a bit similar to Brett, the markets. So Steve and I went up to Cairns not that long ago and I think, what was it called? Rusty's Market? Oh, the bomb. The veggies, like, they were so happy. So that really excited us. Um and also, I guess in terms of backup food, rather than what the specific food would be, it would be more what we would have as, I think we've spoken about it before, non-negotiable. So, we would always try to eat or, um, you know, unprocessed um, and as clean as we possibly can um, and just try and steer clear of the, the grains more specifically than anything else and, and the sugar. And uh, what I really love doing as well is whilst flying for backups is uh, I guess if you have the opportunity to prep, taking some nuts and those sorts of uh, quick, easy foods um, that you can fall back on and just nibble on and to tide you through in case you are super hungry and, and can't wait like like Brett, for example. <laughs> Yeah. But the other thing I think is sometimes when you're traveling is just accepting the fact that, you know what, some of your meals might not be paleo. Like, you know, I was in Norway, we were like ice fishing and they came out with these like dehydrated meals, which were just terrible. But I was kind of like, you know what, this is actually part of the experience. Like, this is actually kind of part of doing this thing. I'm going to eat this horrible dehydrated fish meal. I have no (laughs) idea what was in it. But I kind of just went, you know what, that's kind of just part of the adventure. I'm going to do that this one time and know that 99.9% of the time I'm doing the right thing. And so, you know, it's worth it to have this one experience in a weird country with some pretty weird food. Yeah. 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 And that's a bit like what um, Pete Evans says about the the question that he always gets about tasting food on MasterChef. He's like, it's you know, 0.1% of what I eat. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, don't beat yourself up about it. Yeah. Nice. Who's next? I reckon we hear from Steph because the viewers are probably chomping to hear a beautiful voice. Oh, it's so hard to sit there and not answer the questions. (laughs) (laughs) Answering them in my head. (laughs) Um, But I have a question from Julie who wants to know, who has been the most entertaining guest to interview and why? Oh. Well, we can't answer ourselves, Tricky. can we? <laughs> yeah, that Steve Hayter guy who did the kombucha episode. Oh my gosh, that was yeah. that was awesome. That was uh, you guys. <laughs> um, seriously, um, I think George Bryant, Civilized K-Man for me is a standout, mainly because he just gives me so much joy and it's infectious. And for it to be infectious from America, that's pretty potent. So I would say for me, George. Yeah, I'm the same. Um, we... 
every with some uh, podcasts that we do, we have the opportunity to speak a little bit, maybe before or after. We spoke to George for an hour and a half, <laughs> and half of the half of the hour was our podcast. So you can imagine we uh, we spoke about everything, and he's just such a, a, an authentic, sincere, genuine guy. Um, and it was yeah, absolute pleasure and, and super entertaining as well. Mm. And and I know one of the other ones that we've all loved was the Merrymaker Sisters, <laughs> <laughs> just because they were just such balls of energy, uh-huh. and just so yeah. much fun, like genuinely just hyper excited about life. <laughs> and and they like that on air and off air, and they yeah. were just really cool and definitely really fun. So yeah. I yeah. love those girls; they were cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, high on life, high on paleo. Cool. Now, Jamie, I know you're a little bit shy, but come on, it's your time to shine. <laughs> Hit us up with your question. Oh, how you going, guys? It's cold here. <laughs> um, I've got one here about um, how do you think um, the paleo lifestyle could be introduced into more households? I love that question. I just pushed him. Go for you an guys, answer. Go, go. <laughs> so I would say education, education, education. And for me, uh, I guess perhaps being a little bit of a, a former teacher, I would like to see it starting in the, the school and the kindy. Um, obviously, you, the parenting as well. But what's really beautiful is children can educate their parents. It's not just a, a one-way street. So I think, um, you know, teachers being allowed to talk about healthy food other than the the standard food pyramid um, and then having that flow on. So that would be my ideal scenario if there were all barriers removed. Education. And how good is it that you've got organised or you've got people out there like Rumble's Paleo, for example, who it's their mission to get into schools Mm. and and change the conversation and, and... um, you know, if there's any any people out there who are looking to have somebody come into their school, I'm pretty sure they'd be happy to go national, but certainly uh, Victoria. Um, I think, uh, yeah, they would they would be great to get in touch with. What about you, Brett? Yeah, abs- I think education absolutely is the key. Like, I think at the moment it seems like we keep trying to change stuff by legislation. Like, yeah. we're, like, trying to legislate you can't yeah. do this, you can do that. And it just doesn't work. Like, telling people they have to do something is a really poor way to get them to make changes, whereas teaching them why they should do stuff yeah. is so much more effective so that they get it and understand it. And in many ways, I think almost changing getting people to change the paradigm to paleo for a lot of people is almost one step too far. Like yeah. I think we almost need to scale it back and go, well, let's just start eating some real food. Yeah. And, and maybe from there, then we can transition towards paleo. But yeah. let's just start really simple and just, you know, basic common sense stuff that absolutely no one could argue with and maybe just nail that stuff down first. Yeah, absolutely. And keep an eye out as well. We spoke with Pete Evans a couple of weeks back, but his uh, TV show that he's going to bring out when he flew over to the States and, and uh, got to meet and interact with yeah. all these really high-profile people. I really think that's going to go gangbusters, and I reckon it's going to really open up the conversation and uh, get that exposure to the to the paleo scene, I think. Yeah, for sure. And that's another great form of education as well. I mean, I spoke to some of our campers on the drive-up, and um, we were speaking about, oh, yeah, but should people like paleo because it's popular and someone famous likes it? But I guess on the flip side, you know, if it opens the the door to being able to have those discussions and and gets the word out into more houses absolutely mm. yeah and and teachers out there just start playing that paleo show in the schools that yeah great. we're all right with that no worries <laughs> <laughs> that'd be cool on that happy non-controversial note <laughs> dr yana have you got another one for us i sure do so this is, I guess, kind of following on, um, but slightly different again from Kristen. Thank you. Um, who is your biggest paleo inspiration, celebrity or non-celebrity? 
Nice. Mm. I reckon mine is probably Rob Wolf, and it's such a kind of it's almost like a boring answer now in Paleo because everyone <laughs> loves Rob Wolf, but he's just such a cool guy, and I really love him because he's like a real blokey bloke. He's funny, and he's just really genuine. Like having had the opportunity to interview him a couple of times and talk to him a few times and, and correspond with him, he's absolutely genuine. Like everything he comes across as in you know all of his social media and everything that that's just him. He's just actually a really good bloke, um, and so yeah, I really like him. He's good fun yeah mine's a little bit different my um favorite inspiration doesn't have a name but um this person is many people and Mm. it's the the person that is perhaps a little bit solo in their journey and really digs their heels in does their research and is brave enough to you know take the first leap into paleo and stand up for their health and uh, something that they believe is better for them so that's my I just get so much inspiration for that person and I just yeah have nothing but admiration for someone that's brave enough to take that journey but take it solo yeah, my um, my main uh, exposure to people mostly is through social networking these days, but mostly Instagram. And so, um, I've really been in, um, inspired by um, Primal Living Tasmania, Joe Smith, and uh, just to watch. You know, she steps out of her door and snaps a photo of her pigs, and <laughs> oh, she's got chickens, and she's uh, showing you know what she's pulled out of her garden and stuff. And to me, for somebody who was living in an apartment in inner Sydney that was so dark that the lights had to be on 24-7 to do a full-blown sea change to move on to an island in Tasmania and just live live the dream, basically, and live off the land and know everybody in her community knows where her meats comes from. Um, if she needs to have an animal slaughtered from her property, she can call on a friend. She goes out hunting for game um, with, you know, the, the shooters uh, in her community. And, um, yeah, that, that's, that's kind of... That's dream, dream lifestyle, I reckon. Do you know, I think I want to change my answer now after <gasps> I've heard Sarah's because, you know, it's I, when I think about what really actually like floats my boat and really inspires me, it's definitely like people's stories. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when we went to the wellness summit and there was all these people coming out going, hey, I've been listening to the show. These are the changes I've made. This is how it's impacted my life. The really cool is like, this is how it's impacted my kid's life or my community's life. Like, the stuff people are doing is just so cool and Probably that is actually when you swear what really gets me excited. When you start seeing that little bit of a ripple effect, that's just so exciting. That's just awesome. I love it. That's why we do what we do, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Super it really cool. is. Well, Steph, we want to hear those golden tonsils once more. Yeah. Come on over. But you have to yeah. say about this time. Yeah, can you please say a boot? Um, <laughs> I'll think about it. Oh, 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 that, was an one. <laughs> that was actually an accident. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyways, this question is anonymous, but it's similar yet interestingly quite different from the one that was just asked. If you could meet any paleo person, so like meet them and talk for an hour, who would it be and why? Oh. Great, great question. I'm going I'm to go with the original caveman. Like, I want to go back like 100,000 oh, years and Grok. just sit around a campfire with Grok and just like ask him like so like did you really eat lentils like if they were there like you know would, would you have a go you know, I've like, bought some things with me in my satchel you, just see what you think how, of this how active are you on a daily basis like do you nap a little bit or you know <laughs> and just that'd be kind of fun to sit around the campfire and you know chew over a steak with Grok I reckon that'd be kind of cool yeah I'm going to be naughty and change the question to fit my answer because I can't narrow it down to one person <laughs> That's two in a row. 
Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, well, that's just how I roll. Um, so I would say I want to go out to a dinner with the guys from America that we've developed a really great relationship with. So um, Bill and Hayley Staley, George Bryant, and who else is in that crew that we love? Uh, Julie Wolf. Bauer. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, they all... Do you know what? There's no way we're going out to dinner. We're making them cook. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. What was I saying? <laughs> just let me correct What's that. What's wrong with me? <laughs> but um, they just look like they have so much fun and I think like what's more more better that's terrible what's better than having fun um, yep. and great food like it's going to make my insides happy and my outsides happy nice. so yeah that's my answer yeah and mine's easy I'm just on the same page as Sarah we uh, we both follow similar people um, so yeah those guys would be a hoot I reckon yep. they always are having a great time yeah, yeah. nice one well, um, they are awesome questions, guys. Were you happy with these answers? What are your thoughts? Yeah, cool, yeah. Nice. Bit of food uh, for thought. Yeah. Well, what we thought we might do now, you've asked us questions. Have we got one more sneaky question? I am so sorry. Mark, come on up. Come on, Mark. One more. How rude. Well, I'm asking this on behalf of my wife, Leah, because uh-huh. she's sitting a bit further away from the microphone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we were talking earlier about the fact that the patio show is great because it's uh, recorded in one hit and it's very raw. Um, wanted to hear about your uh, your favourite outtake or blooper kind of moment. That <laughs> I don't want to talk now. <laughs> Sarah is kind of like the I don't know. Would you say the Lawrence Tam of your episode? Yeah, the person, the perfectionist. Who, the person who just makes up words. Yeah, yeah no. they just come out however they come yeah, out. Yeah. Um, I'm having an internal tantrum right now. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. Uh, I think some of my favourites uh, have been um, Chris Crosser. Yeah. Uh, interview we'll Chris Crosser. Chris, yeah, yeah. yeah. Chris Crosser. Um, I think, just got really starstruck. Yeah. No. <laughs> I had a nerd crush. Yeah, yeah. And what was the other one the other week? Uh, uh, Twipper instead of Twitter. Yeah, no. Nice. That was a good one. Hey, it's going to be a new social platform. I think some of the most fun bits are the bits when like we're behind the scenes like chatting to each other or paying, uh-huh. st- paying each other out about stuff that we've said or <laughs> so, being starstruck. Actually, mostly that's just me. But yeah, anyway. I was about to say, tell the truth, Brett. So you're trying to put me off and make me laugh. I, I think as well, one of, the, one of the things that really set up our idea oh, to grab bloopers was dogs. when we had Stacey Toth oh, yes. on the show from yeah, Paleo Parents. That was brilliant. And um, she was sitting down. She's like, all right, you could hear her headset rustling. All right, I'm cool. I'm all right. So how are you guys going? She's like, oh, crap. And then you hear the headset get thrown Sorry. off and she <laughs> runs away. She's like, come back here. You can hear her in the background. And her Bengal kitten had like got its back up and started growling and then grabbed the, her T-bone steak and just ran away. <laughs> and she said it was like a totally like a sizable T-bone, like not yeah. just a little micro one. So this oh, yeah. kitten. is primal kitten. Yeah, does it get more paleo than that? I don't think so. You couldn't set that up. Yeah, yeah. fighting your kitten for your steak. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I think the other blooper, the, the animal one, was um, Bill and Haley's dog in the background. We'd finished recording and then we just heard the most bizarre, like, crying. Or We weren't yeah. sure if it was a small child or animal. And they were like, oh, yeah, he does that. <laughs> he woke up from sleep straight into that noise. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> 
He's so internet famous, that dog. Charlie. 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 He's got his own, I think he's got his own Instagram account. Oh, does he? Oh, I think well, so. He does now. Yeah. Hashtag Classic. Charlie. <laughs> Classic. All right. So what we thought we'd do now is, like you said, turn the tables on our canvas yeah. a bit. Because what we really want to do is we'd love you to sort of gain some of the knowledge that's been shared because there's been some amazing stuff this weekend at Cave Camp. And, you know, obviously we've had Claire Yates here just doing some amazing food and oh. nutrition stuff. Steve's been awesome with his mindset. Sarah's done some functional fitness stuff, which has just been incredible. And so we'd really love for our cave campers to start sharing with you guys some of the stuff that they've learnt while they've been here. What have been their revelations? What have been what stuff that they've learnt that you can take on board as well to help you create changes and you know get a bit of the cave camp experience, even though you weren't here this time. So who's going to jump in first? I reckon Mark's going to jump in first and give us a. A bit of a, an insight into how he's gone at cave camp. And, and Mark's going to be a little bit internet famous. There's a photo of him up a tree, which is not too bad. You need to check that out. Hashtag, hashtag cave camp 14. Nice. <laughs> 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 I, I love climbing trees. Um, so it's very cave camp. Um, so Dr. Uh, Brett Hill here did an amazing uh, session on uh, barefoot running. I've been doing barefoot running for probably 12 months now, uh, either in minimalist shoes or, or barefoot, depending on the weather and the surface. And uh, it's just good because I, I have a bit of trouble after I've been running for quite some time in actually keeping my form. And it's, it's just good to understand the mechanics. We did a session on the on the actual mechanics of what makes up the running and how it actually works. And to, it, by understanding that and having a couple of cues on how uh, your form can be improved, it means that when I'm running now, if I'm starting to slump a little bit, I can actually concentrate on something to bring my my running back into good form. So that's something that I've picked up. And, that, and that's basically bringing you chest forward and, and leading with a good posture and keeping that posture uh, nice. throughout the run, yeah. Awesome. And and for those playing at home, you'll have to check out the photo of my, Mark on the uh, Cave Camp uh, hashtag because Sarah's convinced that Mark is actually somewhere, some sort of funky he's merger. He's a hybrid. <laughs> between Steve and myself, that I'm he's some not sort of joking. hybrid. i He actually is. I think it's just the beard. I think it's just because we're all a bit ginger in the beard. I don't know. All right. So <laughs> we've got Steph coming up now. She's going to tell us what she's learned at Cave Camp. Yeah. So talking about being a little starstruck, like I cook out of Claire Yates' cookbook all the time. Ever since we interviewed her, I think I've cooked half of it. It's been amazing. But she did a um, little cooking demo today, and I've never really been a fan of cooking with turmeric because it stains my white kitchen. But holy cow, the tea that we made today was so, so, so delicious, yeah. turmeric tea. But the really cool thing that she taught us was that it's the the, um, the healing and anti-inflammatory properties in turmeric are so much more bioavailable if you eat them with fat. So they do a little bit on their own. But when you have them with fat, it's like super awesome. And then if you add a little bit of cracked black pepper, it improves it by, what did she say, 4,000%? improves the properties, which was like absolutely amazing to me. I thought that was so cool. So that's definitely going to be my new like go-to painkiller elixir. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Food as medicine. All right. And now we've got to talk to Yana coming up next. So I was, funnily enough, out of the room taking photos when this turmeric drink was being made. Ha ha. So I missed that, but then Steph filled me in, and that was going to be my aha moment. Very <laughs> so, Dang. Um, but the other one, it happens to be another Claire Yates thing, which um, 
We talk about all the time in paleo and that's variety. And I think I had not realized how little variety I'd been creating in my diet. So that's something I'm taking away. And you know, it's, it's a perfect example of someone who has learned all this stuff, but has forgotten things along the way. And it's always so good mm. to come back to those refreshers and go, actually, mm. that was one of the basic first steps that it, I've been so far down the path. Now I've forgotten that one. And, and I think that had a lot to do with, um, the way that I was using paleo eating in my life and not being able to follow it because I didn't realize how bored I was with the same food, but I'm not much of a fan of cooking. So it was just simple to go, yep, markets, get my kale, get my broccoli, get my meat. And that's, you know, then a few extra seasonal vegetables, but always those staples. And it's just really good to remind myself that maybe I should get rid of some of the stuff for a while and try something completely different. Uh, you no. know, not, not just for variety and interest, but for nutrient factor, yeah. right? So important. And I think that's just a really good reminder of something we spoke about today, which was, you know, the, the Kaizen principle, that, that you can always be making, you know, small steps of continual and never-ending improvement. And no matter how far along this journey you are, you know, even for Dr. Yana, who's been doing this for a while and podcasting about it and all that sort of stuff, and for myself and for all of us, mm. I know, that there's always new things you can learn. There's always new science and new stuff coming out. But there's also always just something more you can do, like another little step you can do just to mm. continue continually improve and I think for, for all of us here at Cave Camp we've been able to find something to we can do to take on a little bit extra and, has, and that hasn't that been so great though with this Cave Camp like we've we're all sort of paleo nerds and, and a lot of us um, most of us have been doing it for a little while but it's just been so good for us to get together and just share information and get that tribe together yeah. and really just you know sharpen the axe so to speak with where you're at and just get that that sharing around of information perhaps that stuff you you know already but you haven't used for a little while and um just yeah really really uh, get that knowledge from your tribe to to yeah. be a, a winner moving well, forward such a good looking tribe too i'm sad it's a podcast <laughs> but you can you can see us all uh cave camp 14 hashtag yeah, no. And I'll tell you what, there has definitely been stuff that I've learned this weekend that I've never even heard of before. Mm. Like uh, Mark and Leah were making this uh, little snack. Pemmican. And it was Pemmican. I think I couldn't remember the name. That's great. And it was made out of jerky and tallow mm. and mixed together. And apparently it was it the American Indians who used yeah, that. Yeah, that's the recipe. Yeah. And that was a recipe from the American Indians that they use for like long-term snacks that gave them like good, long-lasting energy traveling food. And that was cool. I was like, I've never heard of that in my life. And I'm like, this is so cool. I'm learning new stuff. And that's the best thing is you can just continue to learn all the time. Yeah. Um, cool. We got one more person coming in. <laughs> so, yeah, um, we're, we've broadened our horizons uh, uh, this, uh, I suppose, this weekend, uh, especially we're taking paleo to an, to another level. We're at a milestone where, where we are, and one of the biggest, uh, probably something that I learned a lot today uh, from yourself, Sarah, was, um, you know, func- uh, with the functional exercise was is, is the step that we'd like to you know, go into, you know, and um, adopt a little bit more into what we're doing. And uh, we got so much out of that today, just the breathing and the, and um, you know and uh, and and getting uh, you know using the techniques, I suppose um, uh, you know to uh, maybe adapt a little bit of strength into it as well. 
And, uh, nice. and and hopefully learn that it can be fun. I mean, we yeah, just did Challenge Hill, right? How'd you find sure. that? Yeah, great. Yeah, it's good. I enjoyed that. <laughs> it's really <laughs> like just climbing and jumping and playing around. Yeah. And, you know, and really Jay low was key. like a wild card. He? he was like <laughs> flying over those <laughs> obstacles. Spider Man. Like, yeah. And did the sneaky like, oh, my hamstring beforehand, like he was going to be like hobbling up <laughs> yeah, there. And then yeah. meanwhile, excuse me, over here, Superman. Very good, I reckon. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just one other point too. Uh, today, to, well, an earlier session because there's been there's been so much happening uh, in the in the last day and a half. It's uh, been pretty hectic, and I'm sure we're gonna uh, n- another bit to go tomorrow. But uh, today, Steve, you touched on uh, you know um, with your um, uh, talk with uh, trying to uh, overcome stress, and stress is a big thing in in, in modern life. And um, you know, even even I know changing uh, our diets up. And coming into this uh, lifestyle, um, it, uh, it's really reduced the stress in our life, mm. but more so too with what you've imparted with us today. It's fantastic. It's going to go a long way. Yeah, excellent, yes. excellent. I've got little Thanks. warm, warm tiggly, t- yeah. tigglies. There's another Sarah Blooper. Nice. T- tigglies, fuzzies, <laughs> warm bunnies. fuzzies. Thank you for your contribution, yeah, guys. That is awesome. Thanks, Jamie. And so just to finish off, and we're getting near the end of our time now, but we have got one more really exciting thing that we'd like to speak about. And and that is the fact that whilst Cave Camp 1 has been fantastic, we, we are already planning on doing it again and we're super excited to be coming up to Queensland. Yes, Queensland! <laughs> where, where a number of our people who are here today are actually from and coming up to Queensland to do Cave Camp 2. And so we will be in October up in Queensland. Um, the tickets are actually on sale now. Um, there's only going to be 30 spots and I think at least one of, or not, if not more of them are already filled. Um, and so you can go to cavecamp.eventbrite.com .com.au, that's eventbrite, B-R-I-T-E, um, and you can actually, as of right now, purchase tickets to Cave Camp 2, which is going to be super exciting, full of obviously all of this awesome stuff we've done, plus more. Um, anything so, you want to add to that? So let me get this right. We're doing Cave Camp again, and yes. we're going to have more amazing yoga, moving, mindset, eating, community tribe. Yes. And in Queensland. Yes, <laughs> exactly right. So it's going to be like warm and sunny. Oh, it's going to be a little bit sun. warmer than the Adelaide How Hills. How the campfire work there? The campfire? Uh, I, I assume the same as it works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is it like, do we have to build it differently in Queensland? Like, <laughs> like, ah. No, I, I think we'll still manage to have a campfire. Well, it I'm will pretty be sure. in October, but yeah. I, I know the two pyros sitting next to me or either side. Yeah, yeah, I don't care. It'll be like 40 sea. degrees. I'm still a making fire. a fire. Like, that's, yeah. just, that's just what we got to do. you just got to cook on it. Isn't that the rules? If the police come or the fire brigade to come, you no, I'm just cooking some sausages on it. Yeah. <laughs> can't stand within 10 metres of it, but oh, yeah, yeah, we'll see. bikini on around it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> nice. uh. We'll find a way to make it work. Yeah. yeah. But it's been an absolute privilege to be able to share with this amazing group of cave campers uh, such a wonderful weekend. And I'm excited because we've still got another little bit to go. But as much as we're putting it on for you guys, we feel lucky because we've learned and shared with you. So thank you for being superstars. Yeah, and what an amazing bunch of campers they've been. Oh. Like, just the way they've jumped in with both feet, taken on every single activity we've chucked at you, yep. jumped into Challenge Hill, like just being saying yes to everything. And it's been awesome. So I've just loved it. And like I said, that's that's what inspired 
inspires me, and it's, it's been such an inspiring weekend. So and you know what? If thank anything, you. come for the food. Oh, oh get out of town. Shut the front door. <laughs> and Sarah, Steve, and Brett did such a good job. Like, they busted their butts to make this happen, and it's been so, so fun. Like, we all feel really privileged to be here as well, and thank you so much for making it happen. I know we kind of conceptualized it, but you guys seriously made it happen so yeah i think i think Steve and sarah with the workhorses behind this you guys have just done an amazing job so thank you um just incredible and, and well done it's been just better than we could have hoped i reckon getting a bit emotional yeah it's <laughs> it's so worth it you know like we we do the podcast but we really really were passionate about creating a two-way conversation so cave, cave camp was we wanted to connect with people so cave camp allows us to do that and and create you know lasting change and give people skills to last a lifetime so it's, it's our pleasure and just before we wrap up, and while we're on the thank you train, uh, we've had Steph and Dr. Yana working tire- tirelessly yeah. in the kitchen and doing everything else that they possibly can to help uh, ensure the event's been really smooth. So it's been all around um, awesome. And the photos will all be Yana's as well. <laughs> yeah, awesome yeah. Check out the hashtag CaveCamp14 oh, yeah, and we're, we're going to associate them all. Beautiful. So, Brett, where can um, our people go again? if they want to check out Cave Camp Queensland? So it's www.cavecamp.eventbrite.com.au Well, there you have it. Get on board. We hope you enjoyed the show as much as we did. Something a little bit different tonight. Make sure you tell us what you think. Until next week, check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Share your story and help to grow the Paleo Tribe worldwide. Hi, this is Lawrence Tan from the Wellness Guys and Insights Champions Mind. The Wellness Summit is fast approaching and we have some limited spots for a selected group of people. If you are ready to take your body, your mind, and your life to the next level, join us as a VIP at the Wellness Summit. Ask the speaker any questions you want at our meet and greet and a VIP dinner. You get to sit in the first front four rows for an intimate experience and you get to take home the DVDs and MP3 recordings of the entire event. And for VIP Platinum holders, you get also a $500 wellness couch voucher to spend on any upcoming wellness couch event. Hurry, these Golden Planet VIPs are strictly limited. And for more information and to book your tickets, go to www.thewellnesssummit.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.